Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 51. Today, we will be discussing Big Little Lies, Season 2, Episode 3, entitled The End of the World. We will also discuss Euphoria and Chasing Happiness documentary on the Jonas Brothers. Before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? I'm doing good. Just hanging in there. I had a pretty eventful day with the kids. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, we went to Michael's. That's really eventful. <laughs> yeah. When you take your kids to Michael's because they just want everything. Well, there's so many things to want there. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm always there in the summertime because there's like... Crafts and stuff. Yeah. And like parties and mm-hmm. they've got the cool pool stuff and the water stuff and mm-hmm. like they have everything for everyone. It's just like a trap. A trap. <laughs> what? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Had an awesome day with my coworkers, cool. and so, you know, it was great. I had a good time, and my weekend was great. Went to Monterey again. Oh my! And uh, it was a beautiful day. It really yeah. was. Yeah, the sun was out. It was a little cool in the morning. Yeah, but it was good. I love it. We yeah. were in Aptos. When, oh, good. On did you go Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Oh, we were Sunday. It was nice. I didn't want to leave. It yeah. was perfect. And on, then on Sunday, I saw Toy Story. And yes. so we review that in um, episode 50. And we also will have a little video for people to check us out. Yeah. See us in person. Yeah. It's not live, but it's close <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about Big Little Eyes. Yeah. And, you know, hairstyle is so important. Sure is. Call <laughs> As me. you may know. <laughs> I know a good person. <laughs> there you go. Avenue B Salon Rose Garden. No, <laughs> Anyways, um, Jane changed her hair and has bangs mm-hmm. because and and she she has bangs because she feels like a burden has been lifted. So it's a statement and a change for her. And so the question of the day is bangs or no bangs? I contemplate and I think about bangs, you know, I mean, I've got my one-year-old and when he was born, I'm like, oh, I need, I need something. You just don't feel you because you just had a baby and you're like, you don't fit into your clothes. Mm. Well, some of us like me, (laughs) other people. Oh my gosh. We don't want to talk about that. Forget that. But for the real people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I just felt like, oh, maybe I should do bangs. But I did that when I had Dominic and I liked it, but I didn't want to do it again. And personally, I don't want to see bangs on my face personally. Yeah. Yeah. You look cute with bangs. I have to have bangs. That's why I have them. I love it. I love when people don't have to have bangs and they look great with it. But I, this the shape of my face. It does not work. I've tried Without. it. I did try it for a little bit. And every picture that I saw of myself looking at myself in the mirror, it, I just didn't like it. Really? And it's not that I actually love the bangs. It's just how it how my face appears you know okay. so um i just have always had bangs because i have to have them well check this out like i have overly curly hair you guys so it's like pretty much if it's natural it's like an afro like big <laughs> and i have pictures I love your hair 
bill. Thank you. Yeah. I try to. Well, I haven't it. seen it all natural, have I? Yeah, kind of, right? Like, I mean, you I've worn kind of, it yeah. here and there, but uh-huh. like lately for the past five years, no, you have not seen me with natural mm-hmm. hair. It's, like this. it's too much, whatever. But um, as a hairstylist that I am, oh, um, <laughs> wonderful. I have that. overly curly hair, and I've been seeing a lot of um, pictures of people with overly curly hair with uh-huh. bangs. And I love the way that it looks. Oh. It's so cute. But it just, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. Well, the thing is, if you go with bangs, you have to commit, right? Yeah, and I don't want to do it's that. it's going to be, a, yeah. and not in the summer. I wouldn't do it in the summer, really, right? Um, because then, you, you know, it's hot. Who wants yeah. hair on their forehead? I just don't want to do I can't, I don't want to do that. I can only, I can barely even get it pulled back in a bun. <laughs> <laughs> so. What do you think about Jane's bangs? I'm not, uh, I'm sorry, Jane. I'm not a fan of those yeah. bangs. I don't know. I just like. Uh, I got used to them this episode. Not me. I was fine with her with them this episode. Mm-hmm. No, nope. I keep thinking about those bangs. Keep thinking, oh man. Just I just think of like the anxiety, and also just as a hairstylist, like I look at people's hair, not always trying to look at people's hair, but I do, and then yeah, and then I'll catch myself thinking about the hair. But it's funny that you talk about bangs because I like. I had been thinking about her bangs this, you know, while I, every time I see her face. Yeah. So I am just not a fan of those bangs. Like when they're separated, I'm like, ah, fix your bangs. Yeah. Like what? They look shorter now. Like uh-huh. maybe when you flat iron them, they're longer. Yeah. Like just all these things, technical skills of the hairstylist, like what we go th- like. Uh, so it just, I'm not, I don't know. But maybe I'm just not being nice. I don't know. Anyways, people, let us know what you think because I really want to know what other people think. I don't want to know what I think anymore. <laughs> they are going on too much about hating bangs. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and you can subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel. Let us know bangs or no bangs. Jane with bangs or Jane with no bangs. <laughs> so, Diana. Yes. What were your overall thoughts of this episode? I was surprised to see some of the things that happened, but that is what I love. Yes. You never know what to expect. It was interesting watching the therapy session. Oh, yeah. And um, I was curious to see what Mary Louise would do with the information she had. I know. I was wondering if Mm -hmm. she was going to, like, come clean with that. But I was extremely eager to see what happened this episode also. And Mm -hmm. I was hoping to see more of Bonnie and her story unfolding. Um, I also want to see, you know, if Meredith was totally um, how she was dealing with her husband finding out about her infidelity. Right. That really scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that Mary Louise had gone to the police with her recent discoveries um, and stories from Celeste. So I don't know. I mean, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mary Louise. I, I couldn't believe that she went to Jane. And had the gall to ask her for a paternity test. Oh, so awkward. She's crazy. Yeah. I mean, why would Jane ever submit to submit her son to that? Oh. It's funny because she wants Jane to help her squash the idea that her son is a rapist. But why would you go to the one that was raped to help you? Right. What would make Jane agree? Uh, then she tells her that maybe someone put something in your drink and, and someone else fathered the baby or that maybe she led Barry on and somehow initiated this rape. Oh, 
God, I was so happy that Jane shut her down. Yeah, well, it's so Mary Louise because she, you know, when, and when a victim was talking about her abuse, her daughter-in-law, she was just like, oh, I don't believe it. She even told her, I don't believe you. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't put yeah. it past her that she did that. And then Bonnie, um, you know, there was a scene with Bonnie in her childhood with her mom. And they had sang this song. And hearing her mother sing it to her daughter, Bonnie's daughter, it brought her back to the time where her mom dunked her in the pool water. And then we see Bonnie submerge into the ocean. Did her mother say in the last episode that, that someone was drowning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So interesting, like so much water reference. Yeah. And I was like shocked at when her mother dunked her because they show her just holding her daughter and saying, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then her mother's all like very aggressive and it was kind of scary to me. The look on her face was like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to dunk you. It wasn't like, okay, I got to dunk her quickly. I, I didn't like the way she looked. I don't know if it was just like her memory. It was a dream or if it was like the actual, uh, actual flashback. Yes. Mm. So I don't really know. But, oh, mm -hmm. I was surprised with the line of questioning the therapist was asking. Yes. She seemed to be leading the conversation instead of listening but it was interesting because the therapist asks about Madeline's parents and Madeline says they were married for 40 years. So you think, OK, yeah, that's a nice long marriage. But later in the car with Celeste, she tells her that she caught her dad having an affair with a woman and was told not to say anything. Yeah. I mean, what a horrible father putting that responsibility on a child who is mm -hmm. three or four years old. Yes, ma'am. She talks about being devastated after Nathan left because it confirmed her biggest fear that marriage is not to be trusted. Oh, come on. She knows she screwed up, and Celeste tries to reassure her that Ed will not leave. Ay, ay, ay. And, you know, I, I know we talked a little bit about Madeline and Celeste's relationship last week, but I get the feeling that she really cares for her and that she genuinely asks her how she is doing, and... Um, tells her what a good mother she is. And then later, she's upset that she didn't know what was happening to Celeste and was basically feeling like a failure in all of her relationships. Yeah, I think they have a good friendship as yeah. well. Um, when Madeline was talking with Abigail about her therapy right. session and mm -hmm. mentions that the therapist thinks that, she, that Madeline feels empty because she didn't graduate college, and Abigail reminds Madeline that she always cries when the Scarecrow gets his diploma in The Wizard of Oz. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I would cry, too. So I felt like that felt so relatable. Aww. I also thought it was interesting that both Abigail and Celeste have told Madeline that Ed won't leave. So it makes me think that. Ed will end up leaving. I know. Like, you just have to expect the unexpected. And tisk tisk tisk. you know, Madeline just looks so pitiful when she drives she and Ed to therapy. Oh, my gosh, that scene. I was just like, I know where they're going. But just like the look on her face. And I'm like, 
not thinking Reese Witherspoon. I'm thinking actual characters at this point, right? Uh Because I love everybody. But um, her character right now is just really rubbing me the wrong way. And I was really surprised to see that they have the same therapist as Celeste and Perry. I know. So I'm just wondering, is she the only one in town? Or is she (laughs) like the hot one, you know? Yeah. Um, But I'm glad to see that both Madeline and Ed are facing their inner self and their issues that are reflecting on their marriage. Because I feel like some of those issues come from deep down inside. Right. And obviously, um, Ed... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, there is a reason. There is a reason she had an affair. Right. And so what is it? We don't know. But there was some insight to her upbringing, you know, and, and what her father did to her mother and her having to, I don't know, maybe that's why she acts like nothing, you know, just like regular, because that's what her dad did. It was just how he handled this affair on the mother. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Well, well, maybe we may never know and we may know, but. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Ed is in denial that he has any fault whatsoever. As well as Madeline is in disbelief that her self-worth has any relation um, when we're talking about her education. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just don't understand how she doesn't see some of those things and how Ed doesn't see some of those things. Because I feel like you kind of have to be open and maybe they will eventually right. in therapy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was their first one. And I feel like it was pretty intense uh-huh. for them to just be like, oh, yeah. I'm at fault and I did this and like no one's really going to do that at the first moment. But mm-hmm. us as viewers watching, you're like, um, you can't you have to be open minded. I feel, you know. Right. And um, my thoughts are with the therapist and I'm so amazed at how quickly uh, she saw the issues um, mm-hmm. could be the cause and the yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. It's like. Wow, is that why you have a PhD? Like, <laughs> wow, where did you learn all this? Crazy. Um, but Meredith, like you said, has no reason as to why she had the affair yet. Right. And like, you know, maybe it is her dad. Maybe it's her childhood. Like, who knows? But I've heard that therapy can bring up some really dark um, issues. And that could be why it's being affected. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Madeline's speech at the school. I know. What the heck? Um, she... I think the principal thought, oh, yeah, let's pick her. She'll be good to go. Right. <laughs> he had no idea what kind of a, a state of mind we... she yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, and she just, like, said something under her breath, and then she kind of, like, hides into her seat, and he's like, come on up. And she actually goes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, I honestly think that she has some really valid, reasonable opinions during that speech, um, talking about like not sugarcoating it and like letting your kids understand more, you know, giving them more um, purpose, you know, and, and respond accountability. Yeah, um, which I really agreed with, but she broke down, and um, Ed did not come to her aid, mm-hmm. and we saw Celeste give him some sass about that. But I'm I'm proud of Ed for standing up to the recent bull that he's been having to deal with. Like, come on, the guy just found us. Oh, 
can imagine what he must be feeling. And then, you know, to have Celeste chime in on not supporting him or her. Um, so I'm glad that he's standing up and he's being sarcastic. I like this Ed. I do. I don't feel that he should have to put up with this drama, nor the stigma of this community. And then Meredith, she caught Ed and Bonnie having coffee, chat, and laughs. And Meredith was really uneasy about that. And she asked Ed how long he was going to hold Meredith accountable for the affair. Well, I feel like that's a silly question at the moment. And she's just driving me a little bit crazy. And this isn't just some random hump in a marriage that you just get over. I um, I was surprised by Ed's reaction to Celeste. I thought it was rude. Yeah. It, it tends to be his reaction to a lot of things. And I was a little bit irked, even though I think he has he's so validated when it comes to Meredith and and dealing with her because he is hurt. He's so hurt. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I'm thinking, okay, this woman's husband died and all this stuff. I just thought he was rude to her. I don't know. I, I was very surprised at his reaction to her. Oh. But he's nice to Bonnie. So, yeah, I just, you know, yeah. And he, I, okay, I've never seen scenes between him and his daughter. I'm, oh. I'm wondering why they, they're not showing that. It just popped in my brain. So yeah. I'm like, how come I never see him parenting? So. Think of the sides, though. Like, he was rude to Celeste, but what was she to him? Just because, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, yes, she lost yeah. her husband, but that doesn't mean, yeah. I'm going to take your shit, lady. I don't know. I get it right back. I know. But I felt like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I like that Celeste stood up for a friend and said, that is good. why didn't you back her up? Yeah. You know, you're her husband. Hey, friend. Yeah. Why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. But then he's like, oh, why don't you just, we could just go get coffee or, or catch up. Like, he, I don't know. It was just weird. I don't know. I, don't know. I liked it. Yeah. I feel like he, yeah. he needs that. He needs to let that out. Yeah. He. I feel like he holds in a lot. His wife is a lot to handle. She is like a little hyperactive, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. creature. So, they need balance. They do. Well, I think he's hiding behind this his remarks instead of really coming out and having a true and which hopefully they'll get there you know later instead of saying how he really feels i think that's why i think that's what she wants from him too you know and that's why he's holding on to it because he probably doesn't want to give it to her right now because he's like i'm gonna make you suffer right now you know so i don't know we'll see yep but yeah, that's why there's two sides, right? Yeah. Like a difference of opinions. Just so. like how Diana's on that side, and I'm yeah. on this side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Celeste, mm-hmm. she's really having a hard time moving on. Yeah, she and is. And it has been a year, and she says life feels colorless, flat, and dull. She feels dead. And Perry really has a hold of her. She talks about being a better mother when he was around. And then her therapist tells her that she misses the war. But Celeste says she misses the good. So I was happy that Celeste told Mary Louise to move out and that she used those pills to relieve the pain after Perry would kick her. Mm -hmm. And then Mary Louise just stays quiet. I can't imagine having to explain that to my mother-in-law. 
Well, I think she was irritated that she looked through her stuff, and yeah, and, I, and she and Mary Louise was trying to imply like, oh, you're using these pills, like you know, like maybe you have a problem, or you know, just to of course, put another yeah. jab at her. So I think um, Celeste was just trying to like say, oh no, this is the reason that I have him here. Yeah, it's like an awkward place. I mean, the mother is. Perry's mom is just so nosy, and she is. she's got an agenda, mm-hmm. and then, like, Celeste has to defend her character. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, that's got to be tough. Yeah. Um, Celeste has become much more open to sharing the details of the abuse in her marriage, even with... Um, Madeline, right? Yeah. So this may be really good for her to talk about it. I'm actually proud of her. Um, It's got to be hard, but seems to be leaning on the fence, like you said, um, if he's bad guy or the loving husband slash father. I mean, her therapist is questioning her past, her post-traumatic stress and how she's dealing with that, with the bruises and compensating for that loss of abuse and so you know the pain that she's used to might even be she might that miss that physical abuse as well i mean not just the emotional but just feeling that pain you know and uh she brought that up with the bruise on her arm yeah oh so i guess you know to make it that much worse she could be jabbing at her bruise to make it more just to feel that and fill that void yeah me um but it's like that negative void not having perry in her life and we even see her at the closing of the episode masturbating to perry's one of his videos i know um kind of weird but acceptable i mean that was her husband after all so and that's what they did Pretty intense, right? She's yeah. so emotional about this. And um, you think, oh, what a bad guy. But, you know, for her, it's like, oh, that was her life. And I she know. accepted it yeah. until she wanted to end it, right? But Well, then it makes me wonder if she left him, if she was really going to leave him. Because here it is a year later and she hasn't moved on at all. Is it a year? Yeah. Or a summer? One year? Oh, I thought it was a year. Maybe it is a summer. Because I thought the fundraiser was summer. Like toward the end of school. Oh, I don't even maybe. know. Whatever. Oh, so, gosh. Yeah, it's... Okay, so in my mind, it's been a year, but maybe it hasn't been. So we're going to have to review this timeline. Yeah. Might be right. Here I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's been a year. It's been a year. People, come on, get yeah. over it. Well, because I thought, um, I thought Madeline had mentioned something about a year ago mm. when she... When she told uh, her daughter about the affair, she goes, how long has she known? And she said a year. Mm. So. Okay. But again, I don't know how long one season. Yes, is. So who's to say? Oh, Renata. Yep. She finds out that her daughter is worried that the world will end because of what she's learning in school. Mm -hmm. Her daughter is also worried about her dad going to jail and that something is up with mom. She's a smart little girl. And well, kids are smart in general. They see so much more than their parents think that they see. And so Renata heads to the school to give the principal a piece of her mind. Mm-hmm. And Gordon says there is something going on with you and that he and the daughter sense it. Hmm. 
that's uh, okay. I mean, maybe so, but it's just so like a marriage to be pointing fingers at each other, especially under the stress that they're going through. Well, I'm surprised he's even there. Do you? I realize that she's treating. I mean, yes, yeah, she's being somewhat hard on him, but I don't know. I feel like. What he did was really huge and horrible and betrayal, and she's just kind of... <laughs> going on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She's just going on. Well, she's behaving so badly, and she cracked me up when she mocked the doctor <gasps> in the ER and demands so... that her daughter be transported to Stanford. I know. <laughs> that was so funny. I was... It was... Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe you're saying that. I know. She's like, that's Stanford, and this is... Yeah. You know, this place, you yeah. know. It was so hilarious. So <laughs> like, hilarious. it was, like, so beneath them For to sure. be there. What about Jane? And then when, wait, I'm sorry, I'm so oh. back on them. And then he, what does he tell her? And then she, she like, makes the voice, yeah. like, yeah. mocking him. Like a yeah. little kid. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I it was hilarious. That's what it, I was is hilarious. Yeah. it is hilarious. It is hilarious. What were you going to say? What about Jane? What's going on with her? Oh, my God. Jane meets with Mary Louise and looks at pictures of when Raymond, Perry's brother, was a kid oh and my sees gosh. the resemblance to Ziggy. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Mary Louise wants to be in Ziggy's life, but Jane wants to think about it. And um, it just kills me because Mary Louise talks about her son so adoringly and about how gentle and tender Perry was. And it makes Jane uncomfortable. And she tells Mary Louise that he grew up to be neither. Yeah. And I was happy Jane did not back down and tells Mary Louise that, you know, her son raped her and that she screamed for him to get off and that there is no way that that was misread. Right. And Mary Louise finds it hard to believe that her son was evil. And I suppose being a mom, that would be hard to accept. Well, and he's dead. So it's not like she can freak out about it and confront him but jane is also dealing with her post-traumatic experience as she is now dating Corey tried kissing her and it was so painful to watch i know she was taken by surprise and tells him that she needs to go slow yeah and um later she lets him hug her and then they dance and that was very sweet mm-hmm and then Bonnie offers her advice on letting Corey in on her past. Mm, I don't know. I know. I don't know either. I don't know if that's necessary right now. I mean, mm -hmm. she can talk to somebody else about that. He's just some guy who is so weird when it comes to salmon. <laughs> and I understand that he wants to know about where the food that he eats comes from. Mm -hmm. But that just seems like such a turnoff for a first date. I mean, like. But I guess it's good that he's being himself, so there will be less surprise later if they do start a relationship. Yeah. I just think, like, I would be like, what the hell? Well, they do work with each other, so it's not like a first date, like, oh, I don't know you, let's get to know each other. I think she knows a little bit of his quirkiness. That's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Can you go ask the kitchen where this came from? No. Oh, my gosh. So, Diana. Yes, Brooke. What, were there anything else in the show that you noticed that maybe I didn't notice? Uh, well, you probably noticed this, but that the principal is crazy, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he calls Renata the Medusa of Monterey and then pulls out cigarettes and says, let's go. I know where the kids won't effing find us. Oh, that was so funny. So he so goes funny. off to smoke. It was just, Hilarious. yeah. 
his delivery was much better than mine, but it was it, it was, was good. funny. It was good. And then the teacher, um, Emma Bella's teacher, he's he goes along with them. He's like, yeah. he takes a cigarette yeah. and they go. <laughs> um, They'll go bond. I know. And in the classroom, speaking of Amabella's teacher, they were talking about how much water is wasted to make one sausage and not to kill pigs because of sustainability. Ha ha, California. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe even made a remark about needing to be rebranded. And I thought that was funny. Oh. The graphic designer's daughter says yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so it's pretty cute. Okay, maybe they do have some talking that happens there between Yeah, them. she's so cute. <laughs> Love Chloe. Love her curly hair. Yeah. She is cute. I know. Diana, why do you love Big Little Lies? I love Big Little Lies because I can understand, I can relate, and I feel for these characters as women and mothers. And I love it. I agree. I totally love the show for those reasons, but also it, you know, these characters, they, they keep surprising me. You know, I did not expect to see Ed become this snide F as Nathan put it. (laughs) And so I'm, I'm actually, you know, really happy to see. And, and as far, and also Nathan, like how he's kind of like, trailing behind Ed now and kind of looking for approval through Ed. And now Ed is building a relationship with his wife. So it's just like, I like how everything is getting tangled. Yeah. And it's so juicy. I love it. So thank you, HBO. Um, Diana, if you could give an award to any character, quote, or moment, who who would you give the award to? This was a tough one, and I mulled around and thought about the relationship between Celeste and Madeline and Mm -hmm. thought about Renata because she is superbly aggressive, but I have to go with Mary Louise. I would hope that someone would fight for me the way she fights for her son's reputation. She has no shame and will figure out the truth. Uh, She is scary for our Monterey Five. Yeah. She definitely is. What about you? Who would your award go to? What was your favorite, quote, character or moment? Well, I loved a couple. I loved everything. But um, I have spoke about Ed, and I really do appreciate how he's coming out of his skin um, and protecting himself. And even if he is doing it in a manner that comes across snide or rude i just think that he needs to go through that right now i mean i would be very angry at the world yeah if something tragic happened in my marriage Mm -hmm. um and so i definitely he gets an award and jane as well for taking care of herself coming to terms with her um being a victim and dating um and then also protecting her son and um you know standing up for her her privacy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So she does. Yeah. She's doing good. Yeah. She really... is. Mm-hmm. You go, girl. <laughs> um, Diana, what else are you watching other than Big Little Lies and Fear the Walking Dead? And Toy Story 4. And Toy Story 4. <laughs> and Handmaid's Tale. And, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I watched a documentary on the Jonas Brothers called Chasing Happiness. It's on Amazon Prime, and I really liked it. I learned things that I didn't know about them. I didn't give them enough credit and didn't realize that they had musical and acting background. And that they each have their own passion. It was really nice to see their journey and how growing up, they were each other's best friends. Um, But as each brother grows, it changes the dynamic and their relationship and things are never as easy as it appears. And they had struggles. And I'm glad that they shared that with the world. It makes them more human and more relatable. I am glad that they came back together and I... I love their new music. I saw them in SNL um, a little while back, and their songs were, I just really liked them a lot. Cool. And they're nice to look at, too. Yeah, they are. Cute boys. And, um, you know, and it's also really nice to see this because I have three sons, and they're pretty close, too, and not all brothers get along or have chemistry. And it reminded me, um, as you know, Brooke, the boys were musical and they would mm-hmm. play together in a, in a band and um but when they were doing this you know they would put on performances and we have a cousin who is a musician mm-hmm. and um he played with them at uh, one time and he was saying you know what you're really lucky that you have three boys that Aww. can play well together that's very rare and i'm like really you think it oh it runs in the family and he's all no it doesn't each of them has to be talented in their own right i just thought that was the nicest compliment and i appreciate that he said that so so um anyway so it just reminded me of my boys too and and um so i would recommend this documentary it was really good and oh and frankie jonas the fourth brother he's at he comes on at the very end and he says I'm their biggest fan. I know all the words to their songs, and I love them. And I thought that was really That's cute. That's so cute. I love it. So Aww. it was really good. It was really good. Okay, I'm going to so, watch it. Yeah. I like the Jonas yeah. Brothers, too. Because I thought that they were, like, all, like, ooh, Disney, they're so, ooh. Like, they kind of were put together and, like, packaged. No, they, since they were little, worked hard at this. Uh It's in their blood. It's in them. And so I can appreciate people that come from that. Nice. Yeah. So what about you? What are you currently watching, even though I already know? (laughs) I know. Euphoria. HBO's Euphoria. So what I'm doing when I talk about Euphoria, I will be recapping because... It's, I have to talk about it. And I don't know anybody who's watched it yet. Have you seen episode I saw two? the first episode. Okay. I saw the whole first episode. <laughs> Do you want to plug your ears now? <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. okay. I, you gave me the information on the first one, and I still watched it. So Do you like yeah. it? I do like it. It's, it's, it's very... Um, it's funny because the part that's hard to watch is that it makes me scared for youth. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Sometimes things like that are hard for me to watch because mm-hmm. I just feel, um, I don't know, I just feel bad. I just don't, I don't like if so many people are going through those struggles. And, uh, it, and you know, it feels, I don't, I don't like the way they talk to each other. I think that's a lot of it, right? Because, I mean, through the ages, people, teenagers may or may not have sex, may or may not do drugs, 
But um, I think with the internet and everything, it just, um, I don't know. And the, it's the way people, they talk to each other. It's, it bothers me. Yeah. It's the total awareness. Yeah. Um, I am completely, I am also terrified for the youth. Um, I still have young children in, at the, in, in my home. So I still have to protect them and do right. everything yeah. that I can. But I've, I'm really um, used to these type of movies and uh, shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one, I think I was in maybe the fourth grade and I had seen Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And that was the first movie that I have seen like that, where it's like a real it's, it was like a yeah, I know what reality. You're yeah. It seemed real. Yeah. Like yes. any of that could have ever ha- yeah. happened. And so that's like 30 years almost of me watching movies and shows like this. Uh-huh. So I, like, yeah. I guess I'm just drawn yeah. to these type of yeah. presentations. So in this last episode, season one, episode two of Euphoria on HBO, it started out with Nate's life and it's narrated. narrated by rue Mm -hmm. at an early age nate discovers his father's sex tapes oh yeah crazy Mm. scene though right in episode one yeah yeah so this may explain his aggressive behavior and why he is so protective of maddie his girlfriend and then rue gets herself into a situation and almost gets assaulted by a super scary Mm. drug dealer when he pressures her into taking fentanyl (gasps) yeah which hits her so hard and she passes out, but then Fez takes care of her. Kat has a sex tape of her losing her virginity. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's released throughout the <gasps> See? school See? and social media. See? Right there. Exactly. That sentence. Oh, yep. gosh. Okay. The crazy thing is that, like, I've heard of stories <laughs> at my child's school. So it's crazy that yeah, it's on I this level. It. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. But um, she gets an idea to make her own porn since. Or once she realizes how much attention she's getting from that porn site. So she's feeling herself at this point now. And then Cassie, she gets shut down by McKay. And Jules is chatting with Shy Guy 118. And he turns out to be Nate. So I'm really confused because I'm not sure if Nate knows who that is. (laughs) And I don't think Jules knows, you know. So, and obviously we saw Jules get had a sexual encounter with Nate's dad. Mm-hmm. And they still have not confirmed if Jules is trans, but I'm like... Yeah. She is. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. They just don't say it. Like, hey, yeah. I'm trans. What, what's funny is I didn't realize that. I didn't realize who the actor was, but it, early on, I thought to myself that she looked... Um, I thought she looked a little bit like male. And yeah. I'm like, wait... And so I, you know, I, I wondered. I love her character. Yeah, I yeah. Really no, I do. do too. I just, I feel but, so much compassion um, for her. So I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I, I that that was the part. I wasn't surprised oh, by okay. by the whole. Sh- I totally was shot thing and yeah. and the end. I was. I don't so, know. I was lost. I'm like, yeah. what's that? <laughs> Does she take steroids? What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. She, is yeah. that her insulin? Is that a new drug? Or her that, diabetes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So. 
All right. So that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We'll be uploading two new episodes Tuesday, July 9th. Next show will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 5, Big Little Lies, Season 2, Episode 4. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Episode 